The views and opinions expressed by guests on Connected do not necessarily reflect those of Side Street Studio Arts. Episodes may contain adult language. And welcome to Connected, the podcast from Side Street Studio Arts, where we talk to the community about the arts. I'm Erin Rayberg, founder and executive director of Side Street, and I'm back with our Vote Local series about the arts and politics in anticipation of our 2023 local elections for city council and mayor. I will be speaking to as many candidates as possible about their participation in and views on the arts and culture in Elgin. And today I'm joined by city council candidate Marcus Banner. Hi, Marcus. Nice to see you. Hi, how we doing? I'm Marcus Banner, the People's Champ. How's everybody doing out there? Marcus, why do we call you the People's Champ? What does that mean? Why do we call you that? Because I'm constantly fighting for transparency, accountability, and inclusion, and advocating for um, the citizens, um, the small people who don't necessarily have a, a voice. And that's something I've been doing for the past 20 years. Marcus, tell me your Elgin story. What do you have to do with Elgin and what does Elgin have to do with you? Uh, well, came to Elgin in 92 as a 14 year old. Um, I walked on all different avenues um, here in Elgin, whether it was the dark side, uh, whether it was in the light. Um, so I have a very unique perspective on all the different things that go on throughout our city. Um, from the good, the bad, the ugly. Um, and I have a unique understanding because I I lived some of those things in my past, uh, learned from them, and then also learned a path forward on how to exit from the darkness and become the light. Um, so for the past 20 years, I've been uh, advocating and doing outreach with our youth and, and, uh, and also adults trying to get people connected to resources, help redirect them um, in, in a positive direction. So that's what I've been doing for the past 20 years. You're 14 and 92. We're the same age. So I I've officially know how old you are and you know how old I <laughs> You're born in 77? <laughs> That's a beautiful year. Yes. <laughs> agreed, agreed. Um, what are some of the ways that you are working to connect people and, and share resources and, and advocate for people? What are what are some of the ways you do that? Well, um, first I started off just, you know, um the kids I would meet through my children as I'm raising my children, the friends that they would bring home. Um, I was always very uh interactive with them. Um, making sure I met them, making sure I met their parents. Um, I built, I believe that uh, building relationships um, with parents and children um, help create a, a safe neighborhood. Um, I used to do teach boxing and things like that out of my uh, my garage. Uh, over the years, uh, I evolved um, where I felt like I needed to do something on a larger platform in order to reach more youth, more people, so that the uh, the message and the vision uh, can touch more people. Um, in 2019, I opened up the One Fitness Center. Um, and at the One Fitness Center, our slogan is, we are the one place for all fitness and the center for community. Um, so the One Fitness Center is a cornerstone for building 
uh, relationships, um, building, we build businesses, uh, small businesses. We help them uh, connect with uh, a, a larger audience. We help them brand themselves. Um, and then we also, we support them by spending our uh, money with them. Uh, we host um, every third Sunday of the, the month at One Fitness Center, we host a uh, locally owned vendor expo, which we call Love. Uh, if you spread love to these vendors, you in turn are spreading love to their families who are in turn spreading love throughout the community. Um, our boxing programs we use uh, as a tool to connect with, uh, with the youth. We have jujitsu, we have uh, weight training, but these are tools to connect, uh, build relationships so that we can have tough conversations um, about things that go on in real life. Um, and then through those relationships, when you meet somebody and have a conversation with them, you learn what it is that they're looking for and what they need. And then you can turn around and connect them to another individual that you talk to who shared what their, uh, what their gifts are and what they have to offer to people coming through the doors. Sounds like a really, or I, I, I'm not a fan of the word organic progression, but, you know, organic from, a, you know, a garage and just growing to, to reaching more people, but the same kind of focus and goal from just that one-on-one -on -one interaction. And uh, nice to see that you've been able to expand that. Yeah. Organic is good. Right? It's, that means <laughs> you step into a room and you put two people together that you know have things in common and you can just sit back and watch them organically evolve these conversations and then they begin to network and working on something um, greater. Um, another part of what we do at the One Fitness Center is we create the opportunity for um, our community to come in and showcase their talents through art, you know, in all different forms from uh, music, uh, arts and crafts, uh, painting, uh, martial arts, um, the boxing, like to me, all of those things are forms of, of art. Um, we've utilized uh, local artists to put murals on our walls. Uh, we purchase art from uh, local uh, vendors who do arts and crafts. You know, we buy those things from them, we display them uh, on our walls at the, at the gym. Um, so we're from day one, we've been very big on supporting artists and arts and creating a platform for them to showcase that art. Even through dance, we have a, a breakdancing team that comes in and practices at our facility as well. So I think that uh, we're very entwined with art. You know, we, uh, uh, we put on uh, concerts as well and allow local artists who are building music to come and showcase their talents for families and friends. Uh, we've had a lot of artists come in there and uh, do music videos at, at the facility. Um, so, yeah, I think we're very, very intertwined with the, with the art culture. When your community starts to grow, it's hard to hide from the art. <laughs> you know, those those artists seep in and, and are connectors, you know, just, just like you're saying. Absolutely. Um, why did you decide to run for city council? Why you? Why now? Well, I decided to run for city council because, as I said before, I've been advocating uh, for community members who are constantly looked over, um, like their voice isn't necessarily uh, powerful enough because uh, institutionalized politicians don't see them as worthy because they don't carry enough uh, a voting block. 
They see him as an individual. So I want to be able to, to be that voice to say, it doesn't matter if that individual is well connected or not, what's going on in their life still matters. And um, as an official, it's your duty to officiate in a way that's beneficial to all of the citizens, whether they're connected to the big wigs or not. Um, and I just have watched over the years in dealing with um, our local officials who are truly gifted politicians. You know, the word politician to me, it, it, it's, it's almost a four-letter word. Um, I believe that politicians, and when I say institutionalized politicians, are individuals who have been groomed by the old school politicians who came before them to tell them, this is how things work, right? And I have the mindset of, okay, this is how things work, but this is how I believe they need to work to be all inclusive and uplift all parts of our city. And when people are institutionalized, all they want to focus on is how things are working because it's working for them, right? So as long as everything is working for them in their circle, they don't want to make any waves or shake up anything. And I'm like, that's not, that's not right. Everybody should have the same opportunities. Um, everybody should be able to move throughout the city and feel welcome uh, and, and feel like they're part of the community. And I think that uh, being in that position that I can actually bring forth uh, a lot of ideas um, to make sure that our city is in totality inclusive and not just specific groups. And then we still outcast other areas. You know, I want to bring those areas into the fold too, uplift those areas so they can in turn invest within themselves and uplift their own neighborhood. I mean, some of the things you're saying aren't even things people talk about, right? When, I, when I'm doing these interviews or when we're, we're reading uh, in the paper about local politics or, the, you know, things like that, um, that some of the things you're saying are not even being talked about. And so even just starting those conversations, right? Uh, truth to power moments of he here's how this is working or not working. What are we going to do about it? Definitely. Definitely. So, yeah. So usually we don't want to get to the root of the issues in our society, right? That's just the nature of us as a, as a, as, as people, we deal with surface level things. So when we deal with surface, surface level things, we apply the wrong method to fix what the root problem is because the surface is easy to, to say, hey, we did this, we, we're working that, we're fixing that. But if you dig into the deep root of what the problems are and what work needs to be done, it's hard work and it, it's time consuming and it's a lifelong commitment of work. And most institutionalized politicians are looking for a quick victory, a quick win. So in doing that, they create this illusion of they want to help the people and they put policies and things in place that sound good and they look good, but the devil is in the details. And if you dive into the details and see, are these things changing people's lives or is this just another dog and pony show? And in my experience, these things are usually dog and pony shows and they're an illusion with an elaborate maze that makes you go this way, that way, just to get back to the same place, get to the root, address the root, put things in place that are gonna actually change people's lives, I believe in investing in people so that they can become self-sustainable 
So one of the reasons we're doing this and want to try and talk to as many people as possible, and I've been talking to a lot of folks about this, is our our voter turnout is pretty dismal in Elgin historically, right? And so when we're talking about who feels comfortable <laughs> within the institutions and without and, and that sort of thing, I am uh, confident in saying that voter turnout is something that's on your mind um, as well as uh, new voters and bringing new voices to the table. Yeah, most definitely. That, okay, that's kind of like been something I've been where it's it's hard, tedious work because ultimately what happens is people want to see things happen. And then you got to explain to them that, okay, even if you elect me into office, I'm still one person. And there's this panel that, of people who are going to take votes for different, for different things in order to truly make change in this city, you got to be able to count to five. You know, so trying to get people to understand that. Um, the difference between me and an institutionalized politician is that institutionalized politician is going to go and pander to those they know are going to go out and vote and they will be whatever they need to be in order to get that vote. So they, in, in essence, they're walking around with no identity. Right, so their identity is whatever it needs to be, depending on what room they're in. You know, um, I have an identity. I know who I am. I have core belief. I have uh, 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 um, I'm driven by certain things, um, and I don't have a problem with being who I am in whatever room that I I'm in. You know, there's gonna be times when I agree with people. There's gonna be times that I don't, and I'm okay with that. And I also understand that. If I don't understand the issue because it doesn't affect me personally, then I should dig into it, talk with people, hear their stories and understand uh, why they feel the way that they feel and see the root of why they're trying to push forward what they're trying to push forward and be able to compromise to incorporate uh, what their needs are into an overall big picture. Um, I believe that when negotiating and putting forth plans that no one side should ever walk away feeling elated because that means that the other side got screwed you know so there's got to be a, a balance you know just because something doesn't affect your life doesn't mean that it's not affecting mine or my children or you know somebody else in the neighborhood and the sad part is in our society if it didn't happen to you then it's not real and we need to get away from that and actually look at people, listen to people, um, see the truth in what they're saying, and look past the institutions and the titles. Because I think people get blinded by the institutions and the titles, and because people with titles say something, and we believe that, well, they're not supposed to lie, so they don't lie, right? Um, they're not supposed to create illusions because you know some people are talented with their words. They're not necessarily lying, but they're sugarcoating and creating this illusion around the actual facts, you know, to leave you to think, well, maybe that's true. Maybe it's well, they were leaning more this way, so I go that way. Um, so it, it's it's an elaborate game, and I would like to let's take that out of it, right? And let's deal with the core, the root and be honest and be truly transparent, right? Not the illusional transparent because here in our city uh, over the years, like there's people who've been, who have been in power for 20, 30 years and they're the people behind the scenes, the puppet masters. Um, 
and they've had a vision for this city and that's what they push forward and every time there's a change in the council you know uh, usually the council you know falls in line to see how things are working and how it works for them and how they can gain things as opposed to looking at well how can we gain as a city and as a whole so i would like um transparency to the point where it's not watered down and it's not a narrative that was created by the institution but the actual hardcore raw data um, like for instance if somebody sues our city they'll make a, a deal and then they'll turn around and make them sign a, a, what do they call it the do non-disclosure Yes, DNAs, right? So, and then doing that, they seal everything up. So us as taxpayers, we might've just paid out $10,000, $100,000, and then we don't know why. And they'll say, there's nothing to see here, but it's our dollars that have just been spent. We should have the right to see what happened here. And we should have the right to see all the raw data and make a decision for ourselves to say whether or not there's something going on there that needs to be addressed. Instead, we lock it up, nothing to see here, and we continue with business as usual until the next lawsuit comes. And these lawsuits typically come from abuse of power from the institutions, because there's no checks and balances. And then when there are supposed to be checks and balances, our institutionalized politicians try to build a wall between them and what's really going on so they can deny well, I didn't know that. This is what the employees, the city employees told us happened. So we made our decision based off that instead of looking into it and getting raw data and making a decision for, for themselves. Um, and what, what really kicked that up was, you know, earlier this year when they voted not to have over direct oversight of the um, outside firm that's supposed to do investigations for the city for uh, misconduct within the city. Why would you as a city councilman not be able to have oversight of somebody we're paying money that's supposed to do a fair and equal uh, investigation? Because um, there's evidence out there that says otherwise. And then the council doesn't want to look at it. They want to create a barrier to say, you know, create new ordinance that says that city council members can't even contact them and ask them any questions about what they're doing, which to me makes absolutely no sense. You're saying that you're supposed to be a representative of the people and you don't want the people to have oversight of the people that we pay money to, to make sure they're doing the job that we hired them to do and that they're not in collaboration with other um, entities and institutions within the city where people are abusing their power. Because we have a very, very big problem within our city in all different areas where there's abuse of power and uh, city employees are being stepped on and afraid to speak up because if they ever do, they become targeted, right? And then they end up, you know, uh, losing their jobs. I mean, and you're talking about people who may have been here 15, 20 years with a perfect record. And then all of a sudden they speak truth to power. And now they're a problem and then becomes all of the write-ups and all these other things. Well, now all of this policy uh, comes into play when every day we all violate policies where we work at. It's just a matter of when the supervisor decides to target somebody to say you're violating this policy. So we get a lot of that going on in this city. And those are the types of things that uh, 
I would like to, to stop and make sure everybody's getting a fair shake and people are not abusing their power. So the transparency and then hold people who are in power accountable for their abuse of power. And then uh, the inclusion, the inclusion, and when I, the inclusion of the forgotten neighborhoods, right? Those are the neighborhoods where our city looks at as a stain on this city. And they spent uh, countless dollars and resources targeting these communities, uh, victimizing these communities, and making these communities feel unwelcome here. Um, and the evidence of that is if we look at the Black community here in Elgin, it has been cut in more than in half over the past 10 years. And that's not by accident, right? And if you talk to people who have left from here, they'll tell you, well, there's nothing there for me. Like, there's no opportunity. There's, you know, they don't want us there. So like the city does things in a way to make certain groups feel unwelcome to where they've been pushed out and pushed away. And uh, I'd like to change that and make everybody feel part of the community. We'll, we'll get to arts and culture, but you've just said this is some important information here. So I wanna make sure we get to that. What does that the rest of your platform that you're running on kind of round out? You know, clearly we're talking about human rights. Clearly we're talking about housing. Right. We're, we're talking about policing a lot of different things in in um, what you're speaking on. What else rounds out your platform of things that are important to you as you run for city council? Well, I guess the, the bottom line is and in, in to simplify it is simply invest into our people our citizens, right? We spend over, I don't know, 100 million something dollars a year in salaries. And most of that money leaves our city and goes elsewhere, goes into other school districts, right? Goes into other businesses and all of these other places. So I want us to invest into our own citizens, the people who live here. Um, and instead of trying to exclude people, invest in them so that they can in turn invest in our city. That's the simplest form that I can put it. Now, there's a whole big world that goes into that and a lot of different avenues uh, that need to be addressed from talking about the homeless, um, you know, uh, the, the gangs, um, the unemployed. Like, I mean, there's a whole lot that goes into there. Um, but I do have some, uh, some ideas that could address those things and put people in a position to be self-sustainable. And I don't believe in just giving things away. I believe in helping people help themselves. And if people just had the opportunity to have a middle-class job, making good money with good benefits and healthcare and all of those sorts of things, um, they would they would be different. Like they would want to make the neighborhood different because they would feel different. They would feel like this is my city and being able to take ownership in something is, is so powerful when you can say this is mine because then you want to defend it. Right? You want to make it pretty, you know? And I think that that's important. Invest in our people. To turn our car a little bit here, back to arts and culture, 
um, you have clearly your space and uh, one have clearly been a catalyst for arts and cultural activities. What else have you seen and participated in in Elgin throughout your many years here? Um, the car shows are great. Um, I, I think that we we are like the, the city as a whole and the area as a whole is very welcoming. I don't think like uh, we get in the way of trying to stop or I think we encourage art a lot here. Uh, we even got the art academies in the school, uh, had one of my daughters in there. Um, when we're doing the, the car shows, when uh, people put on paint and sips, like those are ways to build a community and also enjoy art. Uh, you know, some of the things down at Festival Park, like, I think we're really doing art big here. I really do. I, I'm, I wouldn't feel like, uh, like there's anything getting in the way of anybody being creative and doing something great when it comes to art in any form here in Elgin. And what do you think the city's role should be in supporting or not the arts and culture in Elgin and, and other specific events that go on? Um, well, I, I think we're doing a lot of that. I mean, we, we, we have the, the Hemmings. I think the city for a long time has been encouraging and supporting the arts. Uh, you know, they're allowing uh, local artists to, you know, they did the, uh, the sewer paintings. You know, we got the art that's downtown. Um, so I think like what we're doing, like we're definitely uh, doing a, a good job at it. Now, are there more things that can be done? I'm sure there is. I'm not an artist per se. Um, but if, you know, you talk with artists, somebody who, well, that's their life and that's their passion, they more than can give you the ideas that are, are needed to make it flourish even more. So I would put that in the hands of the actual artists here in our city. And I would ask their opinions. Do you see that as a, as an important part of it, you know, where you'd become a city councilman as a budget line item to support and supporting the arts and culture? Is that something that you see as important within our community? I definitely do because through the arts is how we build relationships and those relationships are what make our city great. So a hundred percent. Marcus, what else do you want people to know about you that maybe they don't know, people who haven't met you and this is the first time they're hearing your voice? What else should we know about you? Uh, um, I know Marcus Banner is very versatile. Um, I move with people from all different walks of life. Um, and I just want to see people do well. You know, um, my reward is helping somebody else be the best version of themselves. That's my reward. Um, like running for city council and, and putting myself out here, like it, it, it's, it's not something that I wanted to do, but it's something that I felt like I was called to do, right? Because those in power, I just don't feel like they don't have the courage to fight for people and fight against the system of, as it is. And I think we need to change that. Um, we don't have a, our city is good. Like we, our city is beautiful. Uh, we have good people here. Um, we just got people who are set in their ways and, in my opinion, still have their nose turned up at certain areas of our community who feel like they're not worthy of being uplifted. And uh, we want to change that. 
I want to kumbaya with everybody, right? That's the concept <laughs> behind uh, one, our neighborhoods empowered. How do you empower our neighborhoods? Is to be one people, one voice, one community. How's campaigning going? Is it cold? Is it tiring? <laughs> how's, how's it all going for you? Well, to be honest, my campaign has been more on um, the telephone. Um, I'm waiting uh, a little closer to March. I feel like um, we as a people, <laughs> we have a short attention span. So I want to, if I talk to somebody and I motivate them or inspire them to vote, I want them to be able to vote like sooner than later. So I think that um, as March rolls around is really when uh, me and my team are really gonna hit it and hit it hard and boots on the ground and hit the um, the communities. That way, say, hey, you can go vote next week. You don't gotta wait for a month. Take advantage of the early voting. The lines are gonna be short. I feel called out on that short attention span comment right there. <laughs> We're all guilty. Right. If people want to find out more about you or communicate with you, where should they go? How should they reach you? Um, they can reach me on uh, Facebook at Marcus E. Banner. Um, my phone number is public. Um, they can stop by the One Fitness Center. I'm usually in there. I teach classes uh, with the kids uh, Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. Tell people where um, that is, Marcus. Where's one located? Uh, the One Fitness Center is located at 24 Tyler Creek Plaza. Um, it's on the corner of Big Timber and McLean, right next to the Butera. Um, yeah, and I'm I'm open. I'm an open book. Any questions? I'm not afraid of any conversation. Uh, no matter how hard you you think it is, I'm receptive to it, and uh, I will give you my honest, true opinion because I do have an identity, and I am who I am. That's the people's champ. Marcus, thank you so much for sharing some time and your thoughts and your ideas. I appreciate it. I know we both want to encourage people to get out to vote. Early voting starts in March. The big day is April 4th. Make your plan. Vote local. It's important for all of us. Um, thank yeah. you so much for joining me today, Marcus. Well, thank you for having me on your platform. I really appreciate it. And like I said, I appreciate you guys. You guys have uh, supported us in the past uh, and donated to the One Fitness Center. Um, you know, so I definitely I try to share some of the things you guys are doing. You guys are doing awesome things, and uh, I'll continue to support them um, just the same way I did as an individual you know, when you guys elect me onto city council. <laughs> thank you, Marcus. Have a good day, everyone. Vote local. <laughs> thank you, guys. Take it easy. Connected is a Side Street Studio Arts production. Music by Tanner Melvin. Produced by Nick Mataragas. To find out more about Connected and all the great things Side Street Studio Arts offers, please visit sidestreetstudioarts.org.